Well, if you happened to be up late last night and you had to be up fairly late, I'm kicking myself. I walked the dog last at, honestly, 10.14. Dog goes out. It was a nice night, but I went back inside without seeing anything in the sky. If you looked up at the right time last night, you did see the northern lights, and we saw them brilliantly. So we had to find out a little bit more about this. Now, of course, it comes from this storm system that is not bringing rain or snow or sleet or anything to us, but that's what is causing it. However, let's get a little deeper than that. Joining us is Teresa Polterova, who is a London-based, London, UK, science and technology journalist who follows things like the Northern Lights very closely. And we sat down today and talked with Teresa about how this whole light show from last night really didn't even seem expected. For where you are, it wasn't really so surprising that you saw these polar lights. The, the thing is that they were actually visible further down to the south, like people in New Mexico or Arizona reported seeing auroras, which is very, very unusual. And the the reason why they were visible so far to the south is because this was the most powerful geomagnetic storm of this solar uh, cycle so far. So there hasn't been a similar solar storm in something like six years. And another interesting thing is that it was quite unexpected. So the space weather forecasters, they expected a solar storm, uh, which would be um, G2. So there is this uh, scale, which is um, from one to five, that the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration uses to sort of like rate the intensity of space weather events. And they expected a G2 storm, which is like a moderate storm, which still could have brought uh, polar lights to you uh, in Canada or probably would have but definitely not as intense as you have seen probably but uh, you could have seen them anyway but they didn't really expect to see a G4 which is like classified as severe that's kind of a geomagnetic storm that can have all sorts of negative effects on like causing power blackouts and uh, disabling satellites and stuff like that so to answer your question, it wasn't surprising that you uh, saw them. It was surprising probably how intense they were, but what was really surprising that people further down to the south uh, also did manage to see those auroras. We pay so much attention to snowstorms around here, sometimes to rainstorms. So this sounds like somebody said, oh, there'd be a few flurries and we got three feet. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's, <laughs> that's about it. Well, if it is a storm, and if you're saying it can have some negative effects, can we talk about what within that storm actually causes the polar lights, the northern lights that we see? absolutely. So uh, what happens is the sun uh, produces uh, sort of like plasma, these uh, particles that are very magnetic and have very high kind of electromagnetic charges. And these particles flow from the sun constantly in the form of the solar wind but sometimes there are some various things that happen when suddenly the sun releases much more of this solar wind for example in the so-called coronal mass ejections which are kind of huge bursts of solar wind that are released in in a very short period of time and sometimes there are things uh, called coronal holes which are opening in the sun's magnetic field and from this the solar wind streams much faster. And so when 
when a larger amount arrives at Earth, uh, then it sort of interacts with uh, with the Earth's magnetic field and it penetrates into Earth's atmosphere. And the auroras are generally triggered from these interactions of the solar wind particles with the molecules in Earth's atmosphere. And depending which molecules they interact with, that gives auroras the color that you then see. But because it causes these sort of like very intense reactions in the Earth's atmosphere. It cause, also causes a lot of things that are not as pleasant as the aurora displays. So, for example, you can have um, radio blackouts. Uh, you can have uh, some sort of di dis disturbances to satellite signals. So, for example, your GPS may not be accurate or may not work at all for a certain period of time. Uh, for example, uh, satellites in low Earth orbits have quite a lot of problems because when, when you have these solar storms, then the atmosphere sort of gets denser in the, at these like high um, altitudes where usually it's it's like the residual uh, atmosphere where the satellites orbit, so it's very thin, but then suddenly it gets a bit denser. And that means that the satellites are sort of like as if they were flying against the wind. So it causes them a lot of problem and they start sort of like losing altitude and the operators have to use thrusters to bring them back up. So uh, it can have a lot of uh, negative effects. And for this reason, for example, the uh, rocket company Rocket Lab had to delay their rocket launch uh, this morning just to wait out the the, mo the worst of this storm so that they could safely launch uh, new satellites into orbit. Wow. We're talking with Teresa Polterova, who is a London-based science and technology journalist, London in the UK. And we're talking about last night's, you give the name, Aurora Borealis, Polar Lights, Northern Lights. And typically we see these as greens and purples. Are, are they always those colors, Teresa? Yes. Yeah, so uh, now I will not be able to give you the exact colors of these exact um, uh, compounds, but it depends on. The, so, so for example, the greens I believe are uh, are caused by the reactions with oxygen, and I think the more reddish ones are uh, nitrogen molecules. And I, oh. and and I think also depends on altitude. So if you if you are higher up, then it, it can be oxygen, but it's purple. And now 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 I'm not sure about this. I would have to double check this. So sorry that I can't give you an accurate. Oh no no this. no, that's uh, that's great. It it gives us an idea of exactly why we do get different colors. Would the phenomenon or the storm be happening during the day without us being able to see it? Uh, so if it was happening during the day, you wouldn't be able to see the auroras. Those you can only see at night, but all those other negative effects you could experience, uh, you know, like there could be power blackouts. If you have a very strong uh, storm, there will be power blackouts, the satellite disruption. Sometimes you, uh, aircraft that are traveling uh, over the poles have to be rerouted uh, when there are intense storms like this because it messes up with their radio signals and for example also landings may be more complicated because they rely on gps for exact kind of you know positioning so, so that might also cause problems so there's quite a lot a lot of stuff that could go wrong in a very intense solar storm and it was a g4 on a five step scale so when we go to g5 that's when uh People get really worried because uh, then we could see a lot of uh, we could see those beautiful auroras still, and we would, uh, but there would be also a lot of those 
negative effects which can have um, all sorts of negative uh, implications for the economy. I think it was last month there was a weaker solar storm, but uh, uh, some Canadian oil rigs uh, reported they, that they had to suspend operations temporarily because they use GPS for like the very accurate navigation of those drilling um, machines, those drilling heads, and they, they just couldn't rely on it. So they had to, for several hours, stop stop drilling. So so it can have all sorts of repercussions like this. Teresa Polterova joining us, London, UK-based science and technology journalist. And there is a little something else we want to talk with Teresa about. One thing is Oumuamua. And the other thing that we can tell you is there is going to be more opportunity to see the northern lights because the sun is coming into a cycle or part of its cycle in 2025 where we're seeing more of what would cause these storms. Now, sure, cool, lights in the sky, bad, everything else that Teresa's pointing to, satellite outages, GPS problems. So if you're trying to get to a restaurant in the East End and you wind up in Delhi, that could be the Northern Lights. Teresa Pulterova, who's from the other London, the one in the UK, and is a science and technology journalist, and we were talking about the Northern Lights, but Teresa just wrote a little something about Oumuamua. Remember Oumuamua? Cylindrical kind of thing. They didn't really know what it was. Flew by, probably from another solar system. Lots of questions as to whether mm, maybe it could be a spacecraft at first, and then that was kind of shot down. Well, scientists have been looking at Oumuamua and what it left behind and hypothesizing some more. Here is Teresa with the latest on Oumuamua. So uh, astronomers were fairly certain that Oumuamua Oumuamua, uh, was uh, an object from a different star system. And that was because it traveled very fast. So it traveled at about, uh, I think, 87 uh, let me double check this, uh, 87 kilometers per second, which is uh, almost three times as fast as an average solar system comet. So it was coming very fast. And it was also, when they made several observations, they, they were able to calculate the trajectory and model the trajectory. And they just saw that it was coming on a very different trajectory that than, uh, than the solar system objects would travel. It wasn't an ellipse around the sun. It was kind of like a hyperbolic, path so that it was just kind of like around the sun and then kind of disappeared disappear away from the sun so they knew that it was um it was the first uh, object other than like a, from another star system that they were ever able to observe so that was really the big thing uh, that Oumuamua is famous for but then what they continued to discuss was what type of object it it is so some thought first that it was an asteroid some thought that it was a comet, and some even thought that it was an alien spaceship. And one of the reasons that some people thought that it may have been an alien alien spaceship uh, was the fact that Oumuamua was kind of speeding up as it was moving away from the sun, and they couldn't figure out why, because sometimes comets do this, but those comets do this because they... Um, they sort of like emit those kind of particles and water vapor, which you can see as the comet's tail, but Oumuamua didn't have any tail and still 
it was accelerating. So that's that was one of the reasons that some people proposed that it must have been an alien uh, spaceship, uh, so it had some sort of propulsion. But now there was this new study which sort of says that they think that they figured out why Oumuamua was speeding up, and they think that essentially when when this object was uh, outside of the solar system, somewhere between various solar star systems, it was um, receiving a lot of um, galactic rays and those led to it to sort of like it's made of ice but these cosmic rays can sort of trigger reactions that it start releasing hydrogen but the hydrogen would still remain trapped within the body and then when it approached the sun where it warmed up then this hydrogen suddenly gets released and this release of hydrogen would give Oumuamua this additional kind of push that mm. then led to the acceleration. So that's uh, that's the point of the study that they sort of think that they now know what, what was going on with this body and uh, that it wasn't aliens. Here we go. Not aliens again. Uh, one but, you know, so, some some people still think that it, it um, that it that it was a spaceship. So you know, we will <laughs> we will never know. We will never know. No, it's long gone by now, Teresa. It's thank done. you so much. This has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate the time. Thank you for inviting me. It was great talking to you. That is Teresa Polterova. So, Oumuamua, probably not aliens. Probably never was in the first place. Probably just heated up gas inside a piece of ice. Someday. And then when the aliens find us, what are they going to say? What have you guys been doing? I know you built some stuff, but seriously, look what we did. We flew to your planet. What have you guys been doing? It's taking you so long. 911.